You're listening to On Purpose with Tyrone Ross, brought to you by the Coindesk Podcast Network. This show is for advisors, by advisors, on all things crypto, and we appreciate you. And now, here's Tyrone. All right, no other way to start the first episode of the On Purpose podcast than with my friend, my man, my ace, the one and only Josh Brown. Good to see you, yeah, man. How's everything? Good, good to see you. Everything's good. I was, I was saying before, I feel like the days are really starting to fly by fast. It's mid-October. I don't know how that happened. They're already taking the pumpkins out of like CVS and they're putting up the Christmas stuff. Like that's where we are. Pumpkin spice, baby. <laughs> no, man, it's, it's great to have you on my turf. And again, what's funny about this whole thing, things come full circle, right? A couple of years ago, you reached out to me to be on a panel at Coindesk. Now here I am getting to interview you on the show, which is pretty dope. So it's amazing how things, things happen. So let me start off right off the bat. People know a lot of what I've been able to do has been based on your hand and your appreciation and your thoughtfulness. So I appreciate you, man. It's cool to bring I this all the I appreciate in. that. And you give me way too credit because <laughs> nothing was going to stop you. I think everyone knows that you're like a force of nature. So there are people along the way that were like, wow, this guy's, this guy's awesome. And yeah. I'm one of them, but you were going to bubble no matter what. You're killing it in the coin scene, which I have nothing to do with. Right, but right. Cryptocurrency, right. Bitcoin. I don't know anything compared to what you know. So that's really like become your own thing, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. And again, even, you know, with the semi-illegal video we shot in Bryant Park that went viral, which was nice. Like people always talk about that. So let's just jump right into it. Because again, I know one of the things you were asking me there was about Bitcoin and all of that. And again, this podcast, the purpose is simple. We're going to talk about the things that matter to advisors, nothing that doesn't, right? And I think if there's anyone that people look to in our space for your thoughts on things, it's you, right? Like, so just give us your thoughts, where it plays right now, like why it matters to you, why it doesn't, what do you think needs to happen? If someone was to ask you about like, what is your opinion? We just kicking it on a curb, chilling. So I'm surprised at how little progress Bitcoin has made as a consumer technology. So we'll talk about the investment side of it later. I actually think Bitcoin has come a lot further as a, let's just call it an investing technology. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that it's gained more ground there and it's gained almost no ground as like an enabler of commerce or a consumer technology. And if you would have asked me like three years ago in 17, when I first started becoming interested in Bitcoin, I would have said it would have been the opposite. I would have been like, investors will come along later once there are people using it daily, casually not even referring to it as Bitcoin, but just like transacting on their phone. But nobody is doing that. Like, I think you'd agree. Like nobody is doing any kind of casual anything in terms right. of consuming with Bitcoin. But there's a lot more interest now than I thought there would have been on the part of like institutional investors, family offices, individuals who are looking for something different than gold that they think can hold its value if they don't want dollars. Like there's just a whole range of people using it as an investment or a trading medium. Maybe I'm missing something, but the consumer thing just feels like it hasn't gone anywhere. And I'm sure everyone listening again that, that are in our cohort will want to know, do you guys get questions on it? I know at, at one time, Bill Sweet reached out to me and there, you guys got a random call and he was like, go to Tyrone. So we don't get questions. 
we were in 17 and 18. And I think we answered those questions well. The way we answered them was, look, you're a rich person. I don't have a problem with you speculating in digital currencies or if you want to take a portion of your wealth and, and just experiment. That's fine. It's your money. We're not going to do it for you. Um, we're not right. going to be involved in it. We're not going to give you advice about what price you should buy it or, or what price you should sell it because we don't have the expertise. It's too new. Probably nobody else really has an expertise on like how to value it or what price. So I think we did the right thing. We weren't like dismissive and right. we can't be because we have you know clients who are in Silicon Valley and they're technologists or they're scientists. We can't just be like every time they have an idea, be like, no, it's stupid. So I think we were like open-minded and we gave them a framework for like, all right, here's how much you could afford to make bets with before it causes a problem for your financial plan. And by all means, go do it, but we can't be responsible for it. I think from a compliance standpoint, Tyrone, that was yeah, like the way, way to handle yeah. it. That kind of died down. And it's not that I don't think people have an interest. I think the people that we invest money for they realize that there are other people they should be asking those questions of and not us, at least not at the moment. And it's funny you mentioned that because I literally just got done giving a presentation to Carson's coaching group, right? And they brought me in to talk about crypto. I didn't talk about crypto at all. I'm like, here's how you prepare your practice. Here's how you should be conversing and talk about it and all of the issues and things that you should address. So I think the next question I'll ask you is, because again, I've, I've seen it uniquely and experienced it, but no one knows the landscape better than you. Two questions. What do you think is the choke point that's stopping advisors from jumping in with two feet? And then who do you think is going to be the platform, right, or that we know that exists already, shout to OnRamp, that you think will be the one to finally hit the switch and give advisors to go? I really think that somebody has to get sued and win by regulators. Mm. Okay. Like, do you want to be a test case? I don't. You know right. what I'm saying? Like In everything, the pioneers more frequently get arrows in their back than they reach land or, or make a, a new discovery that actually rewards them. Someone in the advisor community right now is actively making crypto recommendations. And there will be some kind of a bust because that's just the nature of investing. There's always a bust, every asset class. And that person will get sued into the stone age by their own <laughs> clients and regulators will probably get involved. Yeah. And then maybe that person will be vindicated because they'll say, I'm recommending cryptocurrency as part of an overall asset allocation. The amount in which I recommended it and the vehicles that I recommended using were appropriate from a fiduciary standpoint. And I did what I thought was right for my clients. And with everything on the table, like everything above board, that's my story. And that person gets vindicated then maybe there's less trepidation on the part of the advisor community. But like right now, if a lot of clients aren't asking for it and it's only like a niche thing, you're not going to see adoption. I'd like to invite you all to join me at the Bitcoin for Financial Advisors Conference, November 9th and 10th. I've partnered with Coindesk to bring together a conference for advisors by advisors on all things you would ever want to know about Bitcoin. It is free to register if you are a registered investment advisor and you can get up to nine CE credits. We will be discussing everything you need to know about Bitcoin, how to educate yourself and your clients, and more importantly, how to grow your practice. I'll see you there.
financial advisors, they're not courageous. It's not part of the job description. It's not necessary. I think they're smart about taking risk. Yeah. Like if yep. you say like Ron Carson, what's he great at? He's very, very great at knowing what risks are worth taking and what risks aren't for his clients. That's kind of where we are. And it could persist like that for a long time. One other thing that could change the game, the ETF. And I know you've not always been a fan of that. I know you don't want to see this turned into like some Mickey Mouse thing. The ETF, though, you know, is inevitable. Yeah, we'll move the needle for sure. It's inevitable. So right now, when you have an account and you have private investments or you have things that don't trade on an exchange, you have a QSIP in the account, right? And that's okay. Brokers, financial advisors, they're okay with that. Bitcoin in an account, I understand Fidelity is letting you track it. And now maybe JP Morgan, but it's not quite the same as like, oh, there's a ticker. Oh, there's a ticker. Think about how many people bought gold for the first time post GLD coming popular versus beforehand. Like how many investors were keeping gold as a 10% asset allocation waiting prior to GLD? Like were they physically owning coins? Were they using futures and rolling futures contracts? No way. Right. Believe me, I was in the industry. Nobody was doing that. So GLD, you could love it or hate it. You could dislike the fact that actually it moves gold's price in some moments in time. But what it really did was it opened up an asset class to investors who hadn't been incorporating it in their asset allocation. And now it's like second nature. So I think with Bitcoin, that's the thing. In addition to like massive regulatory action, that's the other thing that could maybe be a happy beginning and get the ball rolling. And another point there, which I don't think is stressed enough because, again, in the crypto industry, everything is like flapjack, put it in a microwave overnight, happen now. It takes a while, right? When you look at GLD, when you look at, you know, all of these ETF copper, like it took a long time. I don't know, man. Time. I don't know, man. It's been a minute. <laughs> it took a long Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there for it's sure. It's, like, it's on the clock. But, it, you know, it takes a while. 2009? Come on. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> They'll get all it right. done for sure. Tailing off here, the things that, again, that matters to advisors, and I think they would care about your input is, so right now I'm watching this. I admire Josh Brown and, and what you guys have built. What do I do? I'm an SEC registered advisor. I've worked to get to this point. I've built my reputation on working with clients around planning and I do, you know, holistic wealth management, but I am getting the interest or I am personally interested. What do you tell that individual right now when they turn this off? What should they go do besides follow me on Twitter? Well, that's obviously the first step is follow Tyrone (laughs) on Twitter. And you're good on LinkedIn too. A lot of people don't know that. that. If you're going to incorporate cryptocurrency into multi-million dollar households, use it as a non-correlated asset. Like just be like, look, I have a view. I think it's going higher over time. I think usage is going to go up. I think the popularity of the asset class is going to go up. I think in, inbound flows to Bitcoin products is going to go up, which will push the price. Like That's my view. However, it could be very early. I could be very wrong. But here's what I know for sure. Over the last 10 years, the price of Bitcoin is highly uncorrelated with treasuries, with real estate, with stocks, with other commodities, with US dollars. Instead of like 
making this like big bet on the short term future price of crypto. Like, let's just say crypto is a diversifier. It's different from the other things you're invested in. And sometimes it'll look great and sometimes it won't. There might be people like, well, what if it never goes up again? Well, so that's emerging markets over the last 14 years. <laughs> emerging market stocks haven't, haven't done anything for you in 14 years. So it could happen. Look at the price of oil the last five years. So yeah, it's a risk. So I think if you position it, not as like a, like a bullish bet, like crypto is going to change the world. If you knock that off and just say, we should probably own some because it's non-correlated and it could be something really important that rises in price. I think that's a good argument. So if that's like a first step, if you have a client that's like, no, I don't care. I don't want it. Don't waste your time. It's not going to work for everybody. Right. Right. Agreed. And, and I will add to this. I was watching an interview with Matt Hogan yesterday. And again, Matt Hogan is another reason why I'm sitting in this seat and I have the credibility in the space that I do. But there's a book, again, you go to an advisor's office or, you know, even behind you now, you all, the intelligent investor, we all have these books. I always tell advisors, get crypto assets, get copies of crypto assets in your office and just be able to share. Like the first couple of chapters of that is just enough for you to be conversant. Who wrote that? Chris Berninsky. I want to have him on at some point. Because again, it's heresy for me to say this, but I do think we're going to look back in time as crypto assets being the intelligent investor of the crypto space. Heresy, I know, but I definitely think that it will be the one that folks go back to. Tying things up here, I have to give you credit because I've been using it like crazy, the term crypto hippie. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely wanted to give you credit for that. It's funny because, it, again, it's like being in the middle of both worlds for me. Like, it, it is like that. It's almost like a cult in, in the hippie thing. So I wanted to give you credit for that. But before getting you out of here, there's a question I have for you that I'll probably am asking everybody, right? We know that Satoshi, right, and, and Bitcoin and the whole thing, no one really knows who Satoshi is. Is it one person? Is it 10 people? I'm going to ask you, sir. If you had to say who's Satoshi right now walking around Earth and you had to say, you know what, that person's Satoshi, and I'm, I'm expecting a really good answer for you. Who's Satoshi? Howard Lindsay? <laughs> I think it's obviously Donald Trump, and he will reveal himself at the moment where it's absolutely necessary. Right. Um, but, but we know he keeps a lot bottled up, and he doesn't really like to talk a lot about <laughs> what he's doing and what he has cooking. So don't expect him to like drop any clues, but I think it's very clear. It's Donald. Absolutely. All right. So before we go, November 17th, big day. Talk to me about it. What's, what's happening on the November 17th? Little book happening? We have our book coming out and you're part of the book and some of my favorite financial advisor writers and speakers and influencers are part of the book and it's going to be crazy. It's like 25 chapters and each one is a very personal story about why these professionals invest their own money the way they do. What I love so much about the project is, you know, whenever you see like a financial advisor or an asset manager or a trader or a hedge fund manager, like they're often talking about like what you should do with your money. And this is the first time we like flip the script and we're like, all right, but what do you do with your own money? Like, what do you personally do? And not like what ticker symbols, but why? Why do you invest the way you invest? And 
what came out of that very simple question were just these amazing personal stories and the reasons behind the way people allocate their own assets. And I love it so much. And I hope people like it when they read it. I think they will. Early feedback has been good. And your chapter, Tyrone, is awesome, obviously. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hopefully people buy the book and they enjoy it and they pass it on and they tell other people about it. And there's definitely a little mention of Bitcoin in my chapter as well. But listen, as always, man, it's great to talk to you again. This is really important that we hear from you in regards to this. Again, we're, we're kind of, you know, being frontiers here, trying to blaze a path for those that come behind us. And it's good to have you stand with me in line with this. I'm incredibly grateful for your time. Everyone out there, again, please like, share, retweet this. We will see you on the next one. And of course, whatever you do in life, do on purpose. 